but I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I don't want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years. Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no. They might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm. What an elegant species. Hey, you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it. Smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast if you like to wait two hours for one growler you come to the right place and if you need someone to mule your beers mo's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach now that's commitment and that's the difference between ben mo and you so up your vocabulary and grab a beer because this is new correct new this is new this is new this is new correct 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 hey all what's going on it's the noob guys here this is Mo. I'm here with Todd. What's going on, guys? On the way back from Extreme Beer Fest. Uh, it's Saturday, February 3rd, day before the Super Bowl. We just had a great couple days at Extreme Beer Fest. Wanted to talk to you guys about that real quick. Um, so we got a quick tap list. We're going to go over some great categories um, from what we tried at the Beer Fest. We're going we're gonna to tap our best beer, our best brewery, our, our most unique beer, our best booth, our whale of the show, our diamond in the rough, and then I'm gonna close it out with the one that got away. Cause there's always one that gets away at a beer fest. You can't try. 300 and some plus beers. You can't try everything. Even with two people. It's impossible. And you know, you're not gonna get to every single booth. So real quick, here's our first category, best beer of the show. This is, you know, this is hard to be a standout at a, at, a, at a show like this with this many beers, this many breweries, but ironically, or maybe, you know, maybe it was uh, destined, we both have the same best beer. And I think this is the advantage of being able to go to both days. Yes, definitely, because we wouldn't have tried this if we didn't go, we if we didn't go the second it. day. And fortunately, we were able to shout out to Bottle Logic and Brandon. Um, yep, but definitely good contact to know there. We were able to just thank you. Camden from other half for that, uh, but we were able to just kind of get right in there, and we tried the, oh man, the rum stout, the rum cake, rum barrel aged stout, that yeah. was incredible. It was easily the best beer of the show, walked away with it, um, we had been talking about a couple beers leading up to that, and this was the showstopper, this was the one that stuck with me for the whole day, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm not exactly sure how to say the name, so I'm going to say Rad, Rad, Radixel, uh, R-A-D-I-X-A-L. Like Todd said, it is a rum cake, rum barrel aged with vanilla and pecans, and this beer drank super smooth. I believe it was like 12%, yeah, 11.5%, so, something like that. So smooth, but the flavors, it wasn't like one thing just hit you, yep. it wasn't like... Yeah, it was just everything was smooth and, and the mouthfeel was there. Was everything was just and the emotion. It was like Thanksgiving and Christmas, like in one. It was great. 
So definitely, definitely a beer that we will, we will remember. And I don't know, can we even search it out? I mean, it was probably an EBF exclu- exclusive or something. But I mean, if I ever see that available, I will never hesitate to trade my whole life for Excellent. a bottle of that. Um, honorable mention that I wanted to talk about real quick: Magnified Brewing had uh, Keep It Mellow there. Uh, which we both thought was an amazing double IPA. Interesting approach from the beginning when you yes. think marshmallow with IPA. Yep, but it worked. Unbelievable finish. Like, it was one of the most smooth finishing beers I've ever had. There was at least one other brewery, and I can't remember which one it was, um, that did like a marshmallow uh, stout or porter. Um, but this was, I mean, this is a completely different, like you said, different take on it. Uh, very drinkable. It was like eight, 8.2% or something like that, but... You would have never thought that after drinking it. It was uh, definitely one of the top beers of the event and something that stuck with me too. And we got to try that today, even though it was sold out. It sold out yesterday. We didn't get there and try it. So, again, lucky lucky for going for the, the two sessions. So, uh, best brewery, next category. Um, we have two different choices on this. Todd, why don't, you, uh, why don't you weigh in with your best brewery first of Extreme Beer Fest? I think for the most part, this might come off as not a big surprise, uh, but Jay Wakefield. I mean, amazing. The, you know, the lines were the lines, and you know, sometimes people criticize people for waiting in line. Uh, <laughs> Funny the, story there. Yeah, with the amount of beers that that are available, but I mean, they had the Dream Sickle. They had uh, what about Barb? Order. What about Barb? That was a good one. And and oh, a s'more. It was a s'more yep. style yep. reporter, and just incredible. Like just, just so good. Like they're just, you, you just don't, you don't have anything bad to say about it. So no, they definitely know what they're doing when it comes to beers. And to see them at a beer fest, we had both kind of tagged them as one of the breweries to watch going in. And uh, we definitely watched them. Um, and you know the lines, like you said, were were crazy was, the whole time. I was really hoping they had the Haterade, which literally tastes tastes like Gatorade, <laughs> and it can be really dangerous. But it, it it's an unbelievable beer. But they didn't have that. They had the Dream Sickle, which was phenomenal. Uh, so my best brewery since Todd stole Jay Wakefield. Uh, I mean, that probably would have been either one or two for me as well. I chose Carton Brewing. Um, I think both of us were completely blown away until we tried that bottle logic with the cream ales. Yeah. The St. Kitts and I, I can't remember the other name. It was the the K-A-F-F-E-E, the caffeine. Yeah, it was like caffeine. Un Kuchen. Yeah, it was some kind of weird name, but you pretty much nailed it there, I think. Um, both of those 12% cream ales, you would have never guessed in a million years that they were 12%. Super smooth, super sweet, just coated your mouth with this creamy, uh, just uh, amazing mouthfeel. Sweet. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like, everything about this beer was awesome, and I, I wanted more of it. Um, and this was one of the only breweries that we actually went back to a second time. So, like I mean, purposely. like, like we went back there for, I mean, I tried a different beer when I went back. Todd got the, you know, the same cream ale the second time we went back. So, um, definitely, I mean, I would have went there a third time, but you know, just getting distracted with the number of breweries, yeah. it was 90, literally overwhelming. Breweries, yeah. Um, so next category, most unique beer. This was a hard one. There were so many breweries bringing absolute fire, bringing weird stuff that they've never brewed before. Um, I had a beer from Earth Eagle called Chaga Groove. Um, it was brewed with mushrooms. It's an earth. It was called an ancient earth wild ale. Um, it honestly, it, it was, you know, it was it was average. I mean, I, I didn't 
take anything away from it other than the fact that I'll always remember that I had a beer brewed with mushrooms because why the hell would you ever brew a beer with mushrooms but Earth Eagle did it and it was it was good you know it was definitely memorable um not really something I'll seek out again but I'm glad I got the opportunity to try it you had a really great beer from a brewery in Vermont um that you kind of tagged as one of your top breweries going in so why don't you tell us a little bit about that so pickle juice it sounds great and it, it was great yeah it's i mean obviously if you love pickles like this is gonna be great and and this is a science for these guys and, and gals brewing this beer but this tasted it wasn't overbearing as far as like the pickle taste it was smooth but it had just that like nice i don't even want to say subtle but just a beautiful like kind of taste but it tasted exactly like uh like pickle juice yeah it, it tasted like drinking a, a, a bottle of the, the liquid from a dill from a dill pickle jar it was, it was sour, but it was salty, but it, it it was great. I was a huge fan of it. Uh, we got to talk to those guys for a few minutes. Uh, really cool guys. Uh, when, it was somewhere in Vermont. When, yeah, just just northwest of uh, Burlington. Winsuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. right. Which we didn't even realize there was a west of Burlington. Yeah, I thought it was right on the water, but but uh, yeah. So a really really cool brewery. The next time we're up in that area, we'll definitely. Uh, definitely try to get up there and, and grab something from them they had a couple other great offerings too but the pickle juice was the one that stood out for me um, next thing i want to talk about and this was the the showstopper of all showstoppers best booth so we called it best booth slash experience but by far the best booth set up against the grain they had a very unique approach to organizing their line and, and getting people the beers that they brought. So what they were doing, they had two people up at the top of the line. So it was a short line. We probably waited what, five, if that. Yeah, maybe five minutes we, or we so. We were just curious as to why there was a line to begin with. You know, we, we hadn't really heard much about Against the Grain. Yeah, not super familiar so with them. To check it out. I have seen them, I think, um, distributed uh, locally here and there. Very weird can art from what I can remember. Uh, but they brought a, a milk stout. They had a, a double. Uh, they had imperial stout. They had a, a double IPA, a, a saison, a chili beer, and then a, a wild ale. So what they would do, you'd get to the top of the line, and they would take your order. They would ask you a series of questions: uh, booze or high booze, uh, sweet or not sweet, dark or light, dark or light, uh, spicy, not spicy, um, and they they just check off your. You, you know, they take your name. They'd check off your selections, and then they would ask you if you wanted to add their shirts. First of all, said, uh, yes, we know the haze is extra. Kind of like a play on, you know, the New England IPA, and everybody wants haze in their beer, and they want those hazy juice bomb IPAs. So uh, they actually asked at the end of their questionnaire if you wanted to add haze to your beer for an extra $1.25. And then they asked another. They, did they ask about the pastry next? Was that the? Yeah, they want to add a pastry for two dollars. Add a pastry for two dollars. So, you know, you'd go through the whole thing. But the and great it, thing about it is, when you went to get your money out, they were like, "We don't, we don't yeah. accept U.S. currency." Yeah, the girl actually said they don't take U.S. currency, but they do accept Bitcoin uh, and other cryptocurrencies or something like that. I mean, I honestly, I was so thrown off by this whole thing because I didn't know what to expect. Um, I did shoot a video of the whole thing, uh, which the girl blatantly saw me recording her. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, I will throw that up on the Facebook page so everybody can so, see that. So basically going in, you had to you had to understand the beers that they had to offer. Yes. And you had to figure out your responses based on what you wanted. 
Right. You know? So understanding whether it was uh, a boozy beer, dark or light, or you know, hoppy, whatever it was, you had to be prepared for that. Right. If you had a certain beer in mind that you wanted. So you actually took a great approach to this. You, like, I mean, kind of like you just said, you had a beer in mind, and you answered the questions basically in order to get the beer that you want. I'm not that smart. I'm not a smart man. I answered the questions as if I was completely confused and had no idea what was going on. So I did not get the beer that I wanted. Um, I was happy with the beer that I got. I ended up with the the Saison. You had the the Milk Stout, I believe, yep. um, which were both both great beers. Mine was kind of weird that the haze that they added to it was actually just orange juice. So, I mean, that kind of like tweaked the beer a little bit for me, uh, having a Saison with orange juice, but still really cool. Um, and actually, when when Todd got his beer, the uh, the girl put the the donut on the side of the the glass because I asked for a the, pastry. the pastry. <laughs> so Todd got the donut on the side of his beer, and the girl put it on and looked at the guy next to her who was pouring the beers or, or taking the orders, acting as if the chef. Yeah, so he chef. had a chef coat, chef apron, like the whole thing. And she asked him if it was appropriate. She said, "Oh, chef, is this okay for for me to send out?" And the chef looked at it. It was great. He adjusted the donut like. A half a millimeter and then waved it out of the you know waved it out of the kitchen and said it was okay so i mean really cool presentation very creative approach to a beer fest you know did it make their line a little longer sure but it was worth it because it was it was funny it was entertaining it was engaging like how many people walk up to the front of the line and they just kind of like zombie voice and they're like i'll have the ipa and i'll have the fruit beer i'll have the you know whatever right. and of course like you said like you were alluding to it force people to think about what they were having you yep. know, instead of just going up and being like i want this beer or just just give me this beer you had to think about what you were about to have yeah which was great so i mean they definitely got people involved and, and made people pay attention so shout out to against the grain uh didn't know much about them heading into the show but we'll definitely pay more attention to their stuff uh now that i've seen what they're uh what they're all about moving into the next segment uh whale of the show um this was across the board you know me and todd we were excited to see this i mean we i we, you've had a utopia before right i actually never never okay so i mean that's great I, i've been lucky to try it um i had it at birvana one year um i think it was the first year that i went to birvana not the second year so two years ago uh, me and Ben had it, and then I, I bought a bottle for my brother-in-law. So I, I've had it a couple times before. I've never had a 2009 version before, uh, which is what Sam Adams brought to the show uh, yesterday. They, they poured it today, I would imagine, too. I didn't actually see it today. but um, people were talking about But I imagine they had it all three days, uh, two days, all three sessions. So we got to try that last night. Really cool. I mean, it's it's not a beer. I mean, let's let's be serious. It's It's like a... You know, it's a barley wine slash liqueur, basically at 29, 28%. So definitely a cool thing to try. Um, Definitely a a cool thing to be able to say that you tried. And it's definitely a showstopper for them to be able to bring that. And, you know, people get excited for it. It was a big line for it. Um, Definitely a cool... a cool thing. Sam Adams doesn't really experience, yeah. doesn't do a whole lot of other things as far as like beer fest worthy. Um, but Sam Adams Utopia 2009 definitely a cool addition to Extreme Beer Fest uh, 2018. So uh, moving on to the next one, Diamond in the Rough. This was a kind of a cool segment that we thought of. Uh, you know, the breweries that we didn't even know, maybe we didn't even know existed, didn't know they were really going to be bringing anything special. Um, so we had two of these. One. Uh, out of Jupiter, Florida, called Civil Society. 
We literally just got in this line because it was short. Yep. We only got in this line because it was short. There was no other reason. We had never heard of them. We weren't familiar with any of their styles, anything that they were known for. Uh, we had a couple double IPAs from them, and they were juice bomb, haze. Delicious. Fantastic. Very drinkable. Uh, loved everything about them. Um, and actually, and honestly, there didn't seem to be a whole lot of people really clamoring for them. There, yeah, there was no line. Brought, I mean, there was, those IPAs could stand up to a lot of IPAs. Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. And then the other one, uh, Four Hands Brewing out of St. Louis, Missouri. We happened to hear a, a guy o- over here and a guy talk about the the two names of the, the beers that we needed to go get. Yeah. So we, we had looked at it. We had considered it. It's just something that wasn't a priority, but then when we overheard it, we ran right over there and got them, and fortunately, we were able to because the guy told us that we got the end. Yeah, you got the last, like, one of the last beers, if not the last beer of the Uganda, so um, that was their uh, Madagascar Uganda was their American Double Imperial Stout. It had, like, a real coffee, like, coffee uh, coffee espresso notes to it. Acidity. Um, Really cool beer. And uh, I actually had their Madagascar, which is essentially the same beer base as, as yours, but yours had, had... Which was really smooth. It yeah. Was, it was a great base, really smooth. Both the same percentage, 9%, super smooth. Um, just just really great beers. I was very surprised by them, didn't expect much, and, and wouldn't have tried them had I not heard a couple people just, you know, shooting the shit. Hey, you got to go try forehand. So we went and checked it out, and I'm glad we did. Um, and for me... The last segment I kind of wanted to close on, the one that got away. There's always, like we were talking about, there's always that one brewery that you're like, oh, I, I was excited to go see. You got distracted. You went somewhere and, you know, got tied up with other breweries, got tied up with the big name stuff. It's late in the session. and Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you've had a few, obviously, and your, your faculties start to fall by the wayside. Um, so for me, the one that got away was Burley Oak uh, out of Berlin, Maryland. Um, I've only had one beer from them before. Um, and it was really good. So I was excited to see them on the list. Kind of wanted to see what else they were going to be, you know, what else they were going to bring. Um, wanted to get over to their booth. Actually didn't even see their booth. Or if I did, I don't remember seeing it. Um, just never got over there to check it out. Um, so, I mean, that like we said, that, that's going to happen. So I, I wasn't super worried about it because we got to try so many great beers from so many great breweries. Um, but that was just one that, you know, if I had to go back in time, I probably would have, you know, instead of going yeah. to one line, I might have gone to this line instead. But, you know, if you only have one regret after a beer fest like this, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's a win. And you didn't even have one. No, no, no. You didn't I, feel like you really missed out on anything, I think. So that yeah, was... I was pretty pretty full. Pretty pretty fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I felt like we got a lot out of it. In the second session, we were able to kind of just coast around, do our thing. You know, we, we went hard for like an hour or so. We like, we, we got it in. We tried a bunch of beers like all in a row and then it was kind of just like you know let's relax for a little bit so we got to kind of take it at our own pace and we definitely tried you know probably a a good 30 40 beers that we wouldn't have tried otherwise so definitely got our you know got our money's worth considering we didn't pay anything so that was really cool it's a it's a a neat event to see how everybody kind of approaches it yeah um considering so many different there was strategies always a line for kane and yeah. wakefield and aslan out of, out of herndon yeah uh, there were some some great line, you know but it's interesting the lines were early for those beer those breweries yep and then this which is typical of like big festivals like this when those breweries start running out 
of beer lines start at, start building up into the breweries that didn't have a line before. That's true. So we uh, definitely saw a lot of part of, that. of like our goal was to try to avoid those lines. We yep. kind of use them as a way to slow down our consumption, if yep. you will, call them speed bumps. Right. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it was it was really interesting to see all of a sudden these all these other beers that had a ton of beer left. All these people just trying to like just consume as much as they can for the amount of money they spend. Yeah, definitely, definitely different to a certain extent. Different but. strategies there. Like some people are just there to get messed up. Some people are actually there for the so beer experience. It. So, I mean, I think we were part of that beer experience group, not so much the the get messed up. Although we we did our fair share of that, so yeah, we did all right. Um, I mean, no regrets. I will one hundred percent be back to this festival again next year. Uh, thank you to Rebecca from Beer Advocate. Thank you. Um, hooked us up with these tickets, no questions asked. Uh, made sure we got we got the treatment that you know we feel like we deserve as a legitimate podcast. That's right. <laughs> Self-proclaimed legitimate Self-proclaimed. podcast. Uh, so that's all we have for you today. That's our EBF breakdown. Again, on the car ride home from EBF, so it's all fresh in the brain. Uh, this is Moses Malone. This is Todd. Again, filling in for Ben. Still in Austin. Slacking hard on this podcast game. But doing some stuff for work, so we, we got to respect that. Um, so, Ben, we miss you. Uh, hope you're doing well in Austin. We'll see you tomorrow at the Super Bowl. Um, you want to follow us on Untapped. Uh, Moses Malone. Uh, Treehouse Benny is is Ben's uh, untapped page if you want to see if he tried anything cool in Austin. Uh, If you want to follow us on Facebook, uh, New England Weekly Beer Discussion, uh, N-E-W-B-D. We have a fan page, discussion page, that whole deal. Follow us on Stitcher or whoever else you read your podcasts. Read your podcasts. Listen to your podcasts. Um, We're we're around 24-7. So thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. See you.